Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Jason Neal, one of the co-owners of PW United. I must warn you that the Yellow Block podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. So be warned and enjoy. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Yellow Block A PW United podcast. I'm Tim and a special hello to those of you watching this episode back on YouTube. Now you're not just confined to hearing my gravelly tones in your ears, you can now also see my grey hair in all of its 2K definition glory. What a week it's been at Posh. What a year, I suppose, if you want to go for a dad pun. Uh, not many of us would have guessed what was coming in the last seven days, but one person probably had a better idea than most. Uh, and I'm delighted to say that that person is with us now. That's co-owner Jason Neal. Uh, Jason, welcome back to the Yellow Block. Yeah. Thanks very much. Um, in future, I think we should come back uh, during more um, uh, karma uh, waters or karma times but anyway it's it certainly yeah. <laughs> being at the helm of hms peterborough's got its uh its choppy waters just now um most important question of all uh nice christmas but i guess on top of that and, and this is the most important question how is fluffy yeah very good uh, asleep at my feet no doubt will make an appearance in the fullness of the time <laughs> Well, that's good. That's all we we'll just we'll just keep going for as long as it takes for Fluffy to make an appearance because yeah, we're I mean, on YouTube sleep, as well. He sleeps a lot, right? First of all, massive thank you for coming on. And um, I don't say that as a, as a throwaway comment. Uh, I think credit where it's due. You're fully aware uh, that this probably isn't always going to be the most comfortable line of questioning. Um, but yet you've agreed to come on. Um, you, you and I were, were, were chatting by message the other day. And um, you were very quick to, to offer to, to kind of come and explain the, the thought process and where we're at to the fans just now. So definitely credit where it's due there. Uh, just to kind of surmise the last seven days for any posh fans that have incredibly somehow managed to to miss the news, um, following a, a run of bad results. And, and I guess it's probably a, a two-parter this really in terms of shock factor. Um, first one, uh, Grant McCann was relieved of his position. And it's important that we... We add that he was he was sacked from the club. He didn't resign, um, and then at the same time, in the same statement, we learnt that Darren Ferguson was reappointed to the club um, for a fourth time. I guess first of all, Jason, run me through the decision making process. Where did the idea come from? Who came up with the idea? How was that communicated? How did we we get to this point essentially? So, if we sort of put it in, into two parts. Firstly, um, I, I really enjoyed working with Grant. I've got immense respect uh, for him. Um, uh, he's a thoroughly decent guy, and uh, I've you know had a really good track record before we appointed him. Uh, him and Cliff, and I was personally, and, and Daryl was, were all very disappointed um, with the outcome. Uh, we tried to give him everything we could within the um, confines of a of a League One club. We feel that we pretty much gave him everything he asked for. And unfortunately, things didn't work out. And that's not any slate on him. It's not anything to do with his effort. I can't fault his effort and his integrity and his uh, energy. 
Um, but we're in professional sports. It's a really tough, miserable, terrible industry. You wonder why so many people want to work in it, given the fact that it's so terrible. I mean, uh, if you had a, a, a run of bad outcomes in another profession, you'd probably be okay. You'd be you know, sent to HR and sent on a training course or something um, to get better. Unfortunately, in professional sports, that's, that's not the case. He, over his uh, League One uh, tenure, um, the management team lost nearly 50% of the games. If you, if you add up the 11 League One games and the um, four cup games we lost um, out of 32 games, I think. So, you know, nearly 50%. Uh, you, you, in reality, you just can't expect to lose 50% and keep a job. That would be fine if we were a championship team. If we had won 11 games in the first 23, 24 games in the championship, we'd all be taking them out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're not in the, the championship. We have pretty much the same squad. And one can make a case of almost a better squad than the one that got promoted. So ha- having made that decision, um, and we made it after the Wickham game, um, and, you know, again, it wasn't an, it wasn't an easy decision we've been discussing it for a few weeks um so it wasn't a um off the cuff decision um having made that decision we had to look at who is the best candidate um to um take the club forward uh, in an interim basis until we could regroup in the summer and just ignoring the name of of darren Ferguson, if you just park that away and i want you to imagine that you're the chairman of, of PUFC and the other yellow block um, participants are on, on the board. And along comes Bob Smith. And Bob Smith um, has been promoted uh, five times in his career, in a career of about 15 years, so one in three times. Bob Smith has experience of being parachuted into a League One club in January and getting that club uh, promoted uh, via the playoff. Bob happens to live around the corner and he happens to work, have worked with most of the players um, about 12, 14 months ago and had success with all of those players or a large cohort of those players. Are, are you interviewing Bob? I guess the answer is yes. Um, and I, I apologise, Tim, I've sort of backed you into a corner where the only answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we had to look at who was available who would like the role, and, and, and we had to be grown-ups and, and set aside um, what fan reaction might be and actually make the best decision for the club, and even if personally that resulted in us um, getting some negative feedback. We thought it would be better to act for the club despite whatever it brought to, to us, and I 100% think that um, appointing Darren um, for this um, for this short tenure was the right decision. Um, and I think we've got a really good chance of getting promoted um, via the playoffs. He's got history of doing that before. He knows the players. We know how to work with him. He knows how to work with Darrow. So I, you know, I think it was the right decision. Only time will tell. Um, you know, and, and I started my career in software engineering. And software engineering... You could write a program and run a model. And if you didn't like the outcome of the model, you could just change some parameters and rerun the model. And you could keep doing that for weeks until you got the answer you wanted. And they said, okay, that's, that's the program we want to run. You can't do that in, in business. You can't do that in, in, as a steward of this football club. Okay, a lot to unpick there. And I do appreciate your honesty and, and absolutely echo everything that you say about Grant he will never be known as anything other than a, an icon at the club, irrespective of, of what happens with his management career. Um, I don't think there's any fan that didn't want the best for him. And, and that remains the case now. Um, in terms of the decision-making process specifically, you mentioned it was a discussion you've been having for a few weeks. So is that a, you know, is there a, is there an owner's WhatsApp group that you're in? Is it, is it regular phone calls and who, first floated the idea around Darren out of the trio? Who's, whose idea does that, that land on? Whose desk is that from? The um, future of the manager was discussed between the three, email, three owners via, via emails. Um, and um, Randy gave Darren and I the green light to go ahead and make the decision um, ourselves, which we did. Uh, okay. 
so it was and then it was an organic sort of discussion from yourself and dara in terms of darren is the the yes. right person for the job there okay going back to your software example which is a really good analogy i do like that and you mentioned if something isn't working you you know you change the parameters you you change the code and therefore get a different outcome i guess jason then we've kept the same parameters we've gone back to the same code we've gone back to the same software that we had less than a year ago we've gone back to version 1.0 why should we expect the outcome then to be any different this time well, I think um, you're never going back to 1.0 because uh, Darren's had time to reflect and study all the games and look at what he might have done differently. He's also come back energised. You have to remember that he joined us pre-COVID. We were on a path to be promoted. We would have been promoted um, in the year that when we had Ivan Tony. I think we would have been promoted automatically. Uh, we could have even won the league. It wasn't wasn't um, out, out of bounds. We had... Um, most of our remaining games, I think of, of the 15 remaining nine were at home. I don't think we were scheduled to play another um, top six team in, in those remaining games when COVID happened. So he's been through that traumatic experience. He's in, been through two years of, of um, playing, not playing, playing, not playing in, in COVID in front of crowd, then not, and then back. Uh, he's got us promoted. And then, and then um, you know, we started well in the championship. We didn't get always get the results that um, we deserve, but we were in games in the mm-hmm. first 10, 15 of those uh, of, of of the league, the championship. We could have got a lot more points, you know, if, if maybe if the game had finished at the 86th minute um, rather than the 96th minute or 90th or whatever, we, we would have ended up with another five or 10 points. So that takes it out of people. I think he's coming back very energised. Um, and to use the analogy, this software program, if you like, has had success. He's had success um, uh, twice um, with us. Um, so, well, three times with us, sorry, three times. Uh, um, he's had success with Doncaster um, in, um, in League Two. So he's had a lot of success. Yeah, I, I guess from my my sort of pessimistic uh, standpoint, particularly around uh, Darren, is, is it, it, I think I mentioned this to you in a message, is it not the definition of madness to keep following the same blueprint and expecting the same results? I, I absolutely agree that performance, we all know performances will improve now under Darren. We know that he's a, a League One winner. We know that he has the ability to, find that extra percentage out of players at this league and I think most fans ironically are probably quite optimistic about the second half of the season now so it seems strange that there's this kind of negative undertone to the appointment um you mentioned you you answered your own question though you you said yes uh you know the definition of madness is to to keep repeating the same thing but you know in the next breath you said well we've been promoted lots of times we've had lots of success um so one could make the argument that repeating the same process uh, is sensible given the fact that it's had lots of success in the past sensible perhaps for league 1 but i think the vast majority of the fan base and, and again i'm i'm maybe sort of generalizing there are we're kind of we're we're ready for that next step we are we're ready to sustain ourselves at that next step the work that particularly yourself has done off the pitch has put the club at that that level so yes darren can probably get us out of of league one whether that happens this year or not i don't know but having him in place feels counterproductive to take that next step because we've never managed it under his his stewardship at that next level well, we, we were in the um, uh, championship for, t- for two years successfully, and one could argue we're at 54 points. You shouldn't have got relegated. So um, one can argue that we could have gone on from there. It was just an incredibly um, bad set of circumstances that, that facilitated the club being relegated um, with, I think, a record number of points, right? So, you know, we, we can debate this and I'd be happy to do it at any, any time. Right? But I, I still think it's the right decision. What Darren does or what we do um, in the event that we are promoted at the end of the season um, is um, is really up for, for us to, to decide at that time. And, and, and 
you know, he hasn't signed on a long-term contract. He's signed on a short-term contract until the end of the season. And we'll just see where we are. Okay. Um, so that, that was one of my questions. You can, I know there's, you know, I don't need the specifics, but Darren is signed at the club until the summer and no further at this point. That's correct. Yeah. Are there clauses within that contract that were he to, for example, get promoted, that that would be extended? Or would it be a case of it will always need renegotiation in the summer, depending on where we find it's ourselves? It's just a contract until the summer. Until the summer. Okay, that's fine. Um, Okie dokie. And you mentioned as well about you knew that perhaps there would be a mixed reception to the news. Um, I guess there's, there's the two parts to this. You, you mentioned to me that you... Uh, it coincided with a social media break, so you've maybe not been uh, privy to too much that's been happening on social media. But it's interesting that you you did know that it would perhaps uh, ru- you know ruffle a few feathers amongst the fan base. When you are making these decisions at board level, do, is there a voice in there from the fans, and is or is consideration perhaps given to how it's received? Well, for, firstly, we're all fans. Right? It's impossible to be in this business without being a fan. Um, I can remember my first um, ever game against, uh, with Southampton, and I can remember arriving at you know one thirty about mile from the from the ground, um, the Dell as it was there, walking to the Dell, the noise building and the smell of all the beef burgers and things like that. I can remember the smell of the freshly cut grass at like half past two when the lawnmowers had just left and the fans of the players had come out to warm up. So I've got a vivid memory of that. I've been a football fan my entire life. So whilst there isn't a voice from the PUFC um, fans, which we are looking at, and and there will be some initiatives announced in due course, although the CEO has told me I'm not allowed to to, um, steal his thunder and and announce anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to do that, but there will be positive news on that. But, you know, it's important to remember that we're all fans, so so you know we've all been involved in in football on both sides of of, of the business for a, for a number of years. So it wasn't a surprise. But we have to do what's right for 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 the club. And I will say, a lot of people have have contacted us saying that's a really sensible decision. We can't understand why the fans are are, are complaining. And it's football, so you know Darren wins three games out of the next four. And um, your podcast will be talking about something else. <laughs> what a masterstroke by the owner! <laughs> <laughs> it would, to be fair, it would. But the I think the thing is, I don't think anybody would be surprised if we now go on a decent run. I think, ironically, we'd actually be more surprised if we didn't, such as what we expect at this level from Darren. He almost comes in with a, a higher expectation than a, an unknown manager, for example. Um, you mentioned about about being a fan, obviously, being, being a Saints fan. So you know um, how much it hurts when you are perhaps ridiculed by other clubs. Now, we would expect this by um, Cambridge and, and MK Dons, Northampton, the, the rivals you would expect. It, you know, we could we could get Pep Guardiola in charge and they would still find a, a, a problem with it. But just a few examples here of comments found just off the original uh, tweet online from the club. So, from an Ipswich fan, they've become an, they've become a bit of a banter club. Shrewsbury fan, odd choice. From the outside looking in, it shows desperation and a lack of ambition. I guess more so a lack of funds. A Liverpool fan, no idea why they're getting involved. Where's his incentive to do well? He knows he'll be back in a job when it goes wrong. A Gillingham fan, I thought we had it bad. At least we can recognise when something isn't working. Now I know it's our train set, and we don't need to worry what you know Ipswich fans or Gillingham fans are thinking. But as a fan, it hurts when we are ridiculed like that. We've been made a bit of a meme. Uh, Paddy Power, um, Sky Sports, Football Manager, they've all had digs over these last few weeks. And it shouldn't bother us, but it does as fans. Does that factor in to the decision-making process for you? Well, I mean, it bothers us too. Um, you know, we've put up... There's rarely a day when I'm not involved in some BUFC business. Um I was on a short holiday with my family. Every day we were skiing, and every day started with about an hour or two of of uh, Peterborough business, um, which I have to say my teenage girls are quite happy with because they managed to sleep in a bit longer than they would have been uh, normally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it bothers us, but I think it will pass really quickly. Yeah, you know, the great thing about football is um, 
it's a results business. If we have positive results, and I think we will, um, this will all pass um, really quickly. I hope you're right, and I'm sure you are. My sort of observation over these last 12 months is that as things have started to change at the club in terms of any negative outcomes, so for example, when Grant started to uh, maybe not find the results that we were hoping for, the scrutiny for once started to turn towards the ownership. And I've not really seen that in sort of the last decade. Well, really all of Dara's tenure, to be fair. It's always been the manager at fault or the players. But when this was announced uh, last week, it very much switched. And again, if, if you've not been on social media, maybe won't have seen this too much. It very much switched to real scrutiny and pressure towards the three of you guys. Um, and there's been a lot of negativity around the ownership. Granted, most of it has been aimed at Dara, but you and Randy haven't been immune from that. Uh, some of the stuff that's been said online is is rather unsavoury. Yes, some of it is emotive, and people will, of course, you know, get through that and be slightly more positive. But do you worry that that scrutiny and pressure will start to build were the direction of the club not to change in a more positive light? Yes, and let me sort of address those uh, in order. Um Firstly, on Grant and the championship, I think if we'd had another three or four games, we would have stayed up. You know, those last 10 games, we had real good form. I think I remember reading a stat that we were sixth or seventh in the form um, of results in, the, in, the, in a, over a five-game block at one point in that last 10 games. So I think we would have caught Reading um, with, you know, another three, four games. It's unfortunate, but, you know, that, that, that's football. You're right. Um, I'm on a 30-day break from social media, and that wasn't deliberately meant to coincide <laughs> with this uh, these course of events. I always try to do things uh, uh, for the start of the year, and this was uh, this was one of them. Um, I think any criticism of Dower is, is is really unfair. You know, um, he's been at the club 17 years now. I think uh, he puts his heart and soul and all his expertise and a lot of energy into, um, into PW United. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously difficult to know where we would be without him, but I, I can't imagine it would be a better place. So I'm personally delighted he's decided to stay on. I've got a really good working relationship with him and a friendship with him, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. We are completely different people. Um, you, you couldn't ask for two different people, but I actually have a lot of respect and I, I like him a lot, so I'm glad he's staying. And if, if there's pushback on us, well, you know, we're, we're all grown-ups. Um, I, I think results will come. And, you know, being a football fan, you know that um, it's a results business and, and once, the, once the team start to score goals and win matches... Um, that would make a lot of difference. Okay, so you're not you're not feeling the pressure so much just now. I guess not being on social media probably helps that, but you don't feel the pressure at the moment from the fans. No, the only pressure I felt this week was I was on a ski trip, and my twenty um, year old uh, daughter is a really good skier, and it was foggy, and she decided to take me off piste down double blacks uh, off cliffs. And that was a little pressure because I was like, I can't actually see where I'm going. Uh, I know it's bad, but I don't know how bad. But uh, no, so <laughs> I, I haven't felt the pressure. Um, I'm actually really excited. Uh, We've we got a lot of good things happening. You shouldn't forget that um, we've been, Randy and I have been in this business for five years now. Uh, two, two and a half of that was covid so in a, in a real operating period of two and a half, maybe three years, uh, the club has brought back the stadium under the same ownership group. We've achieved CAT2 um, status for our, our academy. We've had a year in the championship. We think we can bounce back. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of good things. We've grown the fan base. I can't remember. I remember reading a statistic saying the fan base is up by 22 or 23% in the last five years. And that's primarily down to our beloved Peter Burroughs uh, bouncing around schools all over uh, Cambridgeshire and everywhere. Um, and if you've ever had a chance to see him in action, he's quite something. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've done a lot. There's still a lot to do. Um, you know, the other day, we had five players from our academy and development squad in the first team. 
yeah, it makes me so proud because when 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 I announced our goal is to have three players um, graduate a year, people laughed at me. Uh, absolutely laughed at me. You know, so but I, you've uh, achieved it. We've we've achieved it. Will, will we continue to achieve it? I hope so. Um, we've got the infrastructure and staff in 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 place. Um, on the stadium, we are at a really successful meeting with the council. Wayne Fitzgerald uh, pre-Christmas and he's fully supportive of a multi-purpose um, conference a football stadium and we are preparing right now to submit um, redline uh, applications for that uh, will it go in the next two weeks or the next month I don't know but it will be in that period will yeah that these... be, will, sorry Jason will that be on the embankment do we think now yes yeah it'll be an application for land on, on the embankment um, and yeah uh, I get it. Football's an immediate business that so people say, what's going on with the stadium? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing seems out. Well, you know, we, we, we don't um, play out um, uh, conversations with finances or with the city in, in a public forum, but we are making progress. The next step is for us to submit an application, which is, is near complete. One of the uh, comments that's come up quite a lot this week in sort of posh circles is um, around the ownership in terms of the relationship between the three of you. Um, One particular comment seems to come up quite a lot, which is that Randy, this is a quote, uh, I should paraphrase quote, I should add, not my necessary, not my personal views. Uh, Randy is no longer interested because the stadium is off the table. Again, that's paraphrased, but that's a a feeling that's amongst the fan base. Uh, Any truth in that at all? Well, as I mentioned, um, we had very successful meetings with the, the city um, pre-Christmas, and we're preparing a submission um, for uh, for um, land use, which is the first step. Um, we're doing that right now, and that will be a very positive step. I can't give you a timeline on when it, when that will happen, but it will happen in the, in the very near term. Okay. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And the relationship between the three of you, is that still positive? All swimming in the right direction? Uh, it's a working relationship. Um, you know, Randy's taken a bit of a backseat, um, which is fine. I've still got a lot of respect for him. I've enjoyed working with him and um, I wish him nothing but success. I want to read a tweet to you, Jason, if I may. Um, I would be very surprised if you haven't heard about this. Uh, it was a bit of a bombshell that dropped on Friday. Uh, a fan tweeted Randy and said, did you have any say in firing McCann or are you just a silent partner now? To which Randy replied, I wasn't consulted and I'm not a silent partner. Interesting times. What's your take back on that? Yeah, I, I was say, I'm, not on, I'm not on Twitter, but someone did send me that um... Uh, that uh, tweet. It's interesting. You can n- not be on social media for a month, but <laughs> we'll still send you social media. <laughs> and we're we're driving back from our ski trip, and um, I'm in the back of the car, and so I go on Twitter to look at it, and my my wife says, "I thought you were off Twitter for a month." <laughs> <laughs> Dispensation but, this week. It's been an eventful week. I think you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. So you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, we had discussions about about um, what to do in, uh, with a run of bad um, results um, via email. And, and uh, Randy gave us the uh, green light to go ahead and make the decision, which which we did. If the stadium was not an option, so if when you first looked at, at buying into Peterborough United, the stadium wasn't a thing, let's say we had a brand new stadium, do you think yourself and Randy would have been as interested in the proposition? 
Well, I can't speak for Randy, but but yes. I mean, we didn't imagine building a new stadium on Embankment or, or elsewhere. We imagined, could we, and we went for a big exercise of this, could we upgrade uh, London Road? So what could we do um, to make London Road a more a more attractive stadium? I mean, there's some, some very, uh, I love the stadium. And, and, you know, it gives me great pride to, to be there. But there's some very um, frustrating parts about it. You know, it, it's hard to create an experience in all of the stadium that will be applicable for families. Um, we're not prohibited to uh, play um, a certain level international matches, for example. So we, we wanted to host some of the um, women's Euros matches, but because of the um, structure of the stadium, uh, specifically the... Um, the gap between the uh, the pitch and the stand and various other access points, we didn't meet the criteria, so we weren't allowed to bid. We, we would have won. We would have, we would have been one of the hosting. It would have been great for the city. Mm. So there's a lot of a lot of um, a lot of challenges. Um, it's difficult to make secondary revenues from the stadium from London Road as it is. Um, so we we wanted to do a lot of things with that. We never imagined that we would build. Will be planning to build a new stadium, um, so I, I don't think it really played into our, our um, interest. My, my goal was was simply, you know, to Peter was very attractive because there's no real competitors for youth players in the area. If you look at um, how many clubs are in a 40 minute to 50 minute radius mm. of um, our, our academy, it's not many. Mm. Um, it's not like being in London or somewhere like Manchester or somewhere where you've got slews of comp- competitors around you. You don't have that. We have Cambridge. We're not really a competitor either, let's be honest. They're, uh, you know, not quite on the same. But that's the fan in me talking. Well, I'm, I'm just not going to get involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've no, met that's... the owner of Cambridge and a very nice <laughs> gentleman. Uh, I wish him nothing but success, apart from when we play them next. Apart from when we play them. No, of course. April, so I think April's a 15th or 16th, something like that. Yes. Actually, I did see one interesting tweet, uh, which made me giggle, which basically said, can we just play Cambridge now and end the season because there's nothing else to play for, which I thought was quite a negative view, but it did make me giggle slightly. That's that's the kind of tone that we've seen uh, on social media. That's what you've been missing. Um, one of the accusations that's been, been levied as well is transparency with the fans. Now, I guess my pushback on that would be, you know, you're here now and it's important that the listener base knows you messaged me about 10 minutes prior to coming on saying, ask me anything. As long as there's no legal implications, let's just talk about anything. So I think it's important the fan base know that um, and that you are transparent, at at least with me. Um, Do you feel that as an ownership, you are transparent enough with the fan base? Uh, Yes. I mean, we, we, you have to remember that not everybody um, follows Twitter. So, for example, in our household, I'd be the only one of the four of us on Twitter. Uh, the others are on different social media channels or, or not. So not every fan, um, in fact, I, I, I'd be surprised if it's more than 20% of them um, are on Twitter. So I don't actually think that, that Twitter is the best medium um, to relay information. I mean, we're available for um, the fans' podcast, so the Yellow Block. We're available to uh, Alan Swan at any time. Alan Swan sends messages probably once a week. Is there any truth in this, or can you comment on something else? And, and we always try to comment on it. So I think those are better mediums to reach um, our supporter base, rather than being selective to a limited number of few, a limited number. Yeah, I think you have to put it into context. If we we look at, you know, our rivals in League One, do you do you feel that there's more information flowing out of them, out of the ownership group? Um, I'd be surprised if anybody could could really justify that accusation. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. I would agree with that. I know that you know, obviously, you and I perhaps have that relationship that that maybe not every fan has with a with an owner, but it's. even prior, when it was just Darren and it was just his, you know, plaything, he was always very transparent. Perhaps sometimes a little bit too much. I guess along along the lines of transparency, if we we talk about respect, and I don't mean Aretha Franklin, just a little bit of respect. Do you, if we, if we do this both ways, first of all, do you feel the fans give you guys enough respect? 
Yes. Okay. And um, then... I'll give you an example. I've, I've been uh, in London on a train and people have come up to talk to me. I've been on a tube station in London and other people of friends have come up to, to talk to me. I was in um, I was in Qatar and I met some Peterborough fans there. Um, we were very, you know, happy and enthusiastic. You know, um, I met one of them who I would describe as a part-time Peterborough fan coming back from Qatar. I was flying into England and uh, I'd happened to seen seen him the day we lost to Ipswich and the day England lost um, uh, to to France. He said, "How are you?" I said, "Oh, well, you know, that last Saturday has to be my worst day in football." And he said, ah, it's okay. Um, you know, there are, and he made a really valid comment, which is there are worse things going on in the world than, than watching England or Peterborough lose a football match. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. So we, we should be worried about, you know, wars and recession and heating and cost of living crises. So, yeah. yeah, it's very true. And But football remains that escapism for a lot of us. And I guess that's why we're so passionate and and I, you know, you know, you're, you're old enough to know that that's why I think a lot of the time there is that pushback against the ownership and there's quite an emotive response to certain news stories that come out of the club because it is our escapism and we all have our own opinion and the way that it should be run and, and so on and so forth, which I guess is where, um, is where that comes from. I guess it's a two-sided street. So, you know, you feel as though that the fans give you guys enough respect. Do you think that as an ownership, that's the same the other way? And I guess specifically what I'm, I'm referring to here is, um, I guess around Dara and his, I'm leaving. No, I'm not leaving yet. I'm leaving. No, I'm not leaving. Um, it can come across sometimes like he's trolling us a little bit, like he's maybe taking the mick. Um, there's been, questions around integrity perhaps in the past do, do you feel there's enough respect comes back the other way i hope so um i mean i i know that Dara is nothing but positive and, and good intentions and i think you'd struggle to find another chairman that works as hard for the club um and you know and the, and the fact that he loves it so much is probably a disadvantage to him he would probably be better off not loving it so much, but you know that 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 that's what we've got, and I think we should be grateful for what we've got. Um, so you know, I, I feel like we have a lot of respect for the fans. We're going to try to improve that, but again, I'm not allowed to mention what we're trying to do under under pain of uh, getting told off from our our, our interim CEO. Okay, so exciting developments to come. Watch this space is the uh, is the sound clip from. I, I, I honestly think there's going to be a lot of exciting developments over the next six months. Okay. So I, I think it, you know we're going to really change the mood. It's going to be a positive time. We there's things we can't control, which are unfortunately on the pitch, um, but you know we, we, we we've done and we will continue to support the managers as best we can. I, I do hope you're right, Jason, and and you know, again, it goes back to that escapism and how we, we desperately need that. From a personal point of view, this season has been probably one of the hardest as a posh fan. And I, I say that only in as much as I've ended up quite apathetic about the club. Um, I don't know if it's because of the World Cup being in the middle of it or our performances perhaps didn't quite reach what we hoped when we, we dropped down and kept the core of that squad. But it's been that first year where I've not started looking forward to the weekend on a Wednesday because it's the football, just because it's the weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, there's been times where it's been almost a chore having to go and watch the club play. And I never wanted to get to that stage. So I really, really hope you're you're right about um, a turnaround in fortunes and, and things changing. Um, obviously, I, Darren, we know, will play his style. I, 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 think, I think we have to remember that we essentially have the same squad Less Dembele and, and Sammy um, that got promoted. But you could argue it's a better squad because you've got people like Jack Marriott, Randall, Boku, um, Clark Harris. Our kids are much older than they were. So, you know, Ricky and Harrison didn't really feature in that promotion run. They're now, you know, fully fledged players. So, you can argue we've got a better squad than the one that got promoted and we've got the same manager that got us promoted. And, and you know, these are professional athletes. They want to win. So whether Darren is here for one minute or, or 10 years, um, 
and that's not a plan, by the way. So before you... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I think they'll give it everything in a in a twenty two game season. I really I, do. I agree. However, there is a caveat, and it's my job to to kind of put these points to you. Um, yeah. After Fergie left, before after Darren left, before he was quite critical. Um, of the resources that were given to him. And there was also criticism of him from the player base. Do you feel enough time has passed, bearing in mind it's less than 12 months, for those bridges to be repaired and recrossed? Oh, God, this is the most... um, I want to find the right word. I want to say fickle, but it's been a fickle in a nice way. Industry that I've ever known in my entire life. (laughs) Like I'm still good friends with um, Steve Evans. Um, uh, after after Grant and Cliff left last week, I, I was texting back and forth with them. I would have dinner with them tomorrow, and I'm sure they would. Um, so I, I don't think anybody will hold any ill feelings with anybody, players or managers or owners. It's just a, it's just incredibly um, get over the, the disappointment and move on industry. So you, at the moment, you feel he would have the full backing of the players that seem to down tools a little bit for him before. I do, I do. And as I said earlier on, if if in those first ten games in the championship, we were pretty close to getting a lot more points than we ended up with. Um, okay, you know, we had a lot of unfortunate outcomes right at the end, uh, where we can see the goal in the last few minutes or two goals in the last few minutes. When Darren did his, his interview with um, with the club, with Phil Adlam the other day, which I thought actually was a fantastic interview, uh, the way that, that Phil ran that. And it was nice to see Darren so energised and, and ready for it again. You can see that that passion's back in his eyes. Um, he mentioned in that interview that he feels, as a fan base, we need to inject some realism into the club. And direct quote, except that every time we're in the championship, we're lucky to be there. What I take from that is that he's insinuating that we are we're punching above our weight and that we are a, a sound League One club, but that we don't have the resources. And again, I'm taking this in context with what he said when he left before to sustain life in the championship. Is that something you would agree or disagree with? Well, I think you have to remember our, our supporter base is a lot less than many of our competitors. And that's that number of supporters directly drives revenue, which is a correlation with the players that we can recruit and, and retain. We're trying to close the gap. So we, we've certainly grown the supporter base. Um, I think, as I mentioned before, it's 20 or 22%, something like that. We've grown the supporter base in the last few years. We've um, in, dramatically improved our academy so that we can um, develop our own players rather than having to purchase them. Um, and the long-term goal of, of, of the club is to have a multi-purpose stadium, which will, again, drive revenues. So, you know, these are the three things that we're trying to do. It, it's not an overnight fix. I think if we can have success with them, um, then we will be able to sustain a championship um, run. We, we weren't that far away last season. You know, again, if in, the, in those first 10, de- 10 games, we played well and, and we were unfortunate not to get the points that we probably deserved. And during Grant's um, tenure, another three, four games, we would have stayed up. We would have caught Reading. And then we would have built on that. Do do you think, though, Jason, that perhaps there's a danger of the ownership? And I I include yourself and Dara in this, really. uh, Building expectations up too much and putting too much pressure on the playing staff and the management. And I I think back to every season, Dara tells us that we've bought the next best thing um, and that we, you know, we're going to win the Champions League with you know seven games in hand. Um, but likewise, when when you and I have spoken pre seasons, um, it's, it's it's always been positive and optimistic, which is great, of course it is. But could there be any saying in, for example, next time we get promoted, going, do you know what? We're just here to to have fun. We're just here, and if we survive, great. But we're just here to have fun, so that we go into that with no expectations. And because it, it feels to me like there's an odds between what Darren is saying and what the ownership is saying. I get that the aim is is to aim high, but what Darren is alluding to, at least my take on it, is that we can't achieve that. We can't reach that high at the moment. That is well beyond our reach. That's how I perceive what Darren says. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think that um, your interpretation of what Darren said is probably wrong. I, I, I don't believe that's what he says. Okay. I think what he's saying is, you know, we are in a tough league, and you, you have to look at the clubs in our league right now. Um, you know, Sheffield, Charlton, Portsmouth. I mean, these are big teams that have been in the Premier League and had success. Um, so it's it, it's tough. Ipswich, you know, I mean, it, it's just littered with with teams with massive fan bases, big history and pedigree, um, and we have outperformed many of them on many occasions. So, uh, it, no one's underestimating how difficult it is, but it is possible. Um, Around fan bases, and, and I don't think anyone would disagree, but if we look at the likes of um, Bournemouth. Blackpool, Rotherham, Hull, potentially. These are teams with fan bases similar to what we get at Posh, if not less, in the case of like Bournemouth, for example, that are a premiership team. What's their key? What's their secret? It, it, surely there's more to it than just a fan base because they've been able to sustain life at a higher level for a long period of time. Well, Bournemouth had significant financial backing. Uh, so they're, they're sort of an oddity. Um, and you know, Hull, I would say that their fan base is bigger than ours. Um, although their budget was not dissimilar to ours uh, in the championship, and they had success. Um, and I, you know, again, I feel like we were close to success. Unfortunately, it's a very black and white binary business, right? You're, you're either successful or you're not. There's no, um, it's not like you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a salesperson working for a major company and you were the fifth best salesperson of the year and you can say well you know I wasn't the winner but I've still got a big bonus and I still did really well yet you're rather successful or you're not so uh, uh, you know that's the black and white nature of the, of the business of course and you're right with those clubs but and, and I know that each club is unique and individual in the circumstances around it but I look at a club like um, for example Luton much lower fan base, um, or at least a fan base on par with our stadium that is dated. They haven't got the facilities that we do. And yet they sustain championship football to the point that they're pushing for, for the playoffs each year now. And it's probably only a matter of time before they themselves are a premiership team. Yes, yeah, so I, I went to our first first game in the championship when, when we lost 3-0 to Luton. And, um, you know, very disappointing day particularly as Alex Ferguson joined us for lunch. And the first thing he did is reach over and straighten my tie and say, your, your tie is not straight, young man. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, which my wife and daughter thought was amazing, very amusing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and the, the owners of Luton came to talk to us at the end and said, listen, this is a tough league. All you've got to do is survive and, and build for that. It's going to be tough for the first 10 or 20 games. But just you know, hang in there like we did and, and you'll, you'll be okay. Unfortunately, we didn't. And, you know, that's what Luton was successful in. I don't remember where they finished in their first season, but I, I believe it was near the bottom. They just scraped through um, to uh, to survival almost on the last day, if I remember. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, unfortunately, we didn't. We, we tried to fix it in January um, with uh, free player training, but it was difficult to attract players to come and play for us because we were in a precarious position. Um, so you were sort of caught in this um, vortex, if you like. We wanted players, but we couldn't recruit them because players would look at us and say, well, do I want to go there? I'd rather go to a League One club and get promoted and have a promotion on my CV. Fair enough. That makes sense. And I suppose that's the, the blueprint to follow, though, somebody like Luton in terms of, uh, of getting your claws into the league and, and slowly yeah. sort of working your way up. Um, the bond money is another issue that's come up uh, quite a lot recently um has that money been well invested in the club is there still available are investors still secure with what they put into the club where where are we at with the bond money just now yes firstly investors are secure they bought a financial product and that financial product is paying out a return um, um as per the um offering memorandum um, we had three projects we envisaged. We completed one of them. We chose the safe standing because at that point we had no choice because we had to pull the, um, you know, we had to press 
the start button on one project, we chose safe standing because at that point we were still in the championship and still had a realistic chance of staying in the championship. Um, we're now progressing the other two projects. As I mentioned earlier, we're about to submit the red line application for the stadium um, to the council. And you can have that as a yellow block scoop because no one else knows that other than Wayne Fitzgerald. Um, he's been very supportive of our, of our process. Um, you're lucky to have him. And uh, I don't know if you're a Tory voter, but anyway, I mean, from my stance, you're lucky to have him. Um, and um, we have designed ongoing for uh, updating the uh, forum. Um, so, you know, the reality is we're, we're a League One club. We can only really do one project at a time. We've done one. We've now moved, we've now moved on to um, starting the other two. Fab. So the the kind of the, the takeaway is stadium is is still go. We're, there's no perhaps the time frame is maybe slightly slower than what we initially envisaged, but the stadium is still is still is still the aim. The the, the train is leaving the station for that. Yeah, I mean the, the time frame is exactly as I envisaged. I was said it would be a ten year project. Okay. Um, and if you look at other stadiums, you know that, that's a typical time frame it takes. And it's not like building a, uh, you know, Barrett Homes building a home you know, or someone like that. Western Homes, I should use that as an example. Yeah. <laughs> Western Homes, building an amazing um, block of, uh, of super apartments. Yeah, that, that's a much quicker endeavor sure. uh, than, than us. Okay. And it's January, transfer windows open. Probably an ideal time for, for Darren to come back into the club. Um, a bit of a gap as well with the FA Cup this weekend, so no action for Posh. Yeah, so I just had to send my friend uh, Steve Evans a congratulation text. Yeah, they were fantastic. A proper smash and grab at Villa, which is uh, is, is what we like to see. Um, all I would just say on a personal note is if we're rehiring managers, as much as I appreciate Steve's a friend, can we maybe not include that one in the, the carousel of rehiring managers, but that's, you know, just a person. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like all the managers, I enjoyed working with him. Uh, he's a fantastic company. I, I don't think he suits the brand of football that we wanted, but you know, like you can't, you can't, um, you can't fault his success. No. And it was probably time to try something new and, and fresh. It was, it was just unfortunate that it, it didn't work out that way. Um, it's January though, so the transfer window is open. We, we've seen uh, we've seen one incoming with with Will Norris coming in, so we've now got approximately eighteen thousand goalkeepers in the first team. Um, does Darren have? Like There's only four. No, I know. I'm, I'm just... well. We've got what we've got. Christie, Christie, Will Blackmore, the three lone goalkeepers. Presumably, sure. Christie will, will be on his on his way soon. I don't know, but in any case, does Darren have money to spend? Should he need it in January? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to remember we're a League One club, so you know, our, our cloth has to be cut accordingly. Um, and Dara is is working really hard on that. We have a number of targets in in mind, but Darren would tell you himself, uh, it's not a time for for dramatic changes. I mean, he essentially has a squad that got promoted, yeah, and, and on paper a better squad that got promoted. You have yeah. two Golden yeah. Boot winners in that squad. You have players on the wing that should frighten any League One, anyone, any League One um, team. You have a pretty solid midfield. Uh, I don't think we've seen the best of Randall. I think he's going to be, a, you know, I still believe he's going to be a fantastic player. Um, so yeah, you have you have a good good squad. Um, I think hiring a uh, recruiting an experienced goalie will help, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there'll be other other others as well. Okay, so he's got that money there. Strange dynamic, though, Jason. If he's if he's on this six month contract, he's only here till the summer. As in, Darren's only here till the summer. Um, must make January recruitment strange because there's no there's no signings for the long term. It's very much for the here and now. Uh, I think we have a lot of players that that we believe are long term development opportunities, um, which is consistent with what the club has done over a number of years. And again, I don't think that Darren will want to sign a lot of players in January. You know, he has a has a good squad. He he knows the players very well. He's had success with them in the past. They all want to be successful. Like if you if you're in any job, you want to be successful. You don't want to be you know, not successful. Mm, okay. Even if you're a professional. 
Yeah, so you 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 feel that the the squad that he's got at the moment is more than capable of achieving what we we're hoping for from that that next six month period. Yeah, we're, we're with some additions. Okay, and does he have a have you have you laid out expectations for Darren? Is it a case of right? You need to get us into the play. You need to do this, or is it just a, a steady the ship job? And, it, and he's, he's laid out his own expectations, which is to get yeah. us in the playoffs and win. And win the playoffs. It would be lovely to have a a, a playoff final. Um, He's done that before, right? He has, and it was probably the greatest day of my life. Sorry, my daughter would resent that. It was probably the second greatest day of my life. But um, no, it was the first. I'm only joking. It's, it was fantastic. I lost my shirt that day. I never did find it. It's somewhere in <laughs> Old Trafford's lost property, I'm quite sure. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. And it would be nice to have that again. I'd, I'd much rather, of course, take the automatics, but that's maybe looking uh, slightly out of, uh, of touch just now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think we have to be pragmatic, and, and that's, that opportunity's probably gone. However, um, the team that wins the playoffs is is rarely the third place team. No, that's very true. That is that is very true. It's often the, the team that sneaks in on the last game, isn't it, and goes up yeah. by um, PPG. Uh, sorry, no, we, we, like, we've, we've moved on. We're past that now. That's no longer. A, and, and, uh, and I would fancy us with our our wingers and our pace at Wembley. So if we can get there, you know, on a big pitch. You'd fancy, you know, Ricky or or Poku or Dan Harrison Hannah. to pop up with a winner in the 90th minute as a uh, number ten. With all that space, you'd fancy us, right? <laughs> well, you'd, you'd think you never know in, in one game, do you? I'd, I'd, I'm not sure that my, uh, you know, I'm grey enough as it is. Somebody <laughs> in their thirties, I'm not sure I could I could take the playoffs again. Uh, but it would be a, a, a certainly an achievement were we to get there. I think if if I'm honest, I think for for me. And I think some of the fan base that I, I move with, just an improvement in performances would be great because we know we all know that squad is good enough. We know that that squad is good enough for automatics if we could start over again and, and have the season again. I think it was the fact that with Grant, as uh, no indictment on, on him or his ability, but we never, even when we were winning, it never really felt like we would we were getting the, the, the tune out of the players. You'd often win, but it, it, you didn't really feel like you'd won the game. Uh, and, and that would be nice. And I think, I think Darren, you know, you mentioned about the style of football and the brand of football. Uh, Darren absolutely has that um, in terms of the way that we like to play and be entertained. Uh, one, one thing that I see other clubs mentioning a lot, well, and some of our own fans, to be fair, is that only certain managers can work with Darren. Um, why is that? If that's the case, why do you think that is? Well, I've only, I've only been in this is about to start six years soon, um, and we've had three managers. They've all worked successfully, or three different people worked successfully with with Darren and the other owners during that time. So I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that comment. I, I can't comment obviously on what happened before, but um, when we Came in, Steve Evans was just being appointed um, and he worked successfully with him for a couple of years. Um, and then we're focusing and then we're Grant and hopefully we're focusing again. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we're focusing again. It's, uh, I don't know, I, do you, I mean, my, my we recorded a, an emergency pod, if you like. Yeah, I just day. listened to it. I was like, oh my God. And now I'm going to, I was like going in to face the Lions. Yeah, and, and I, I was... I won't lie. I was. I mean, again. Obviously, I, I messaged. I wrote a message to, to you several times. Kept deleting it because I couldn't. I couldn't write a message without it coming across as unprofessional or or offensive. So, I, in the end, I just wished you happy new year because that was the safer option. Um, I, I was. I won't. I won't lie. It would be wrong of me to. I was. I was really disappointed on Thursday when the news broke. Was it? I think it was Thursday. The news broke. I was. I was really. Um, frustrated it felt like a, a real misstep by the club it felt like a, a one step forward in terms of recognizing that change was needed but two steps back in terms of going back to a manager that that it didn't work with before however since the the, the days have passed and we've got to you know the end of the weekend I, I, I do feel more positive and, and I think there will be other fans that echo that um, because we know that performances will improve, I think the reassurance around the fact that this is temporary is 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 helpful, and that's not that we don't love Darren because as a fan base, of course we do. He's achieved so much at the club, 
but I think we know it's time for a change longer term. I think that's why me personally, I was I was frustrated that it was kind of going back to what you know. It's like that. It's like when you get back with an ex-girlfriend and I've fallen into this trap before. You forget all the bad stuff, don't you? And you think, no, it didn't work because of X, Y, Z, but we can fix that. And then, you know, six months later, you find yourself back in the same situation that you were originally. And and I, 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 I want to get off that roller coaster. I want to get off that merry-go-round of we get promoted and we're really optimistic and we're going to stay up and this is it. This is it. We're going to survive in the championship. Ah, no, back down we've come. Yeah, and so, I know um, you guys want to as well. I do. Let's let's focus on trying to get promoted. I think that has to be the, the key, right? And we can worry about everything else in that event. And we shouldn't underestimate how difficult that is. Absolutely. Even if we are successful in getting to the playoffs, and I think we will, um, it's not far from a lottery at that point. Yeah, and I, you know, I like a gamble, so we'll, we'll <laughs> take um, I'm not allowed to gamble, so no, of course, no, that's very true. That's uh, very true. It's uh, the the thing is, Jason, you have a, have a really good way of answering pragmatically but positively, uh, which is quite a unique talent. It makes it very hard to um, be as emotive as perhaps I was when the news uh, when the news broke. But that's a good thing, right? Because that I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, it, Darren's delivered success on multiple occasions. And recently, with the same set of players, so how can you argue against that? Well, my my argument back against that would be that he also failed with the same group of players, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he achieved success, but the but same that, group of players failed. A, that was at a different level with clubs with much bigger budgets, and uh, you know, many of which. I mean, I can remember when we played Bournemouth. Was it? I think it was zero zero that home, the Bournemouth Bournemouth against Bournemouth and um, one of their players came off like, in the 85th minute and just smashed the um, uh, the boards, the advertising boards by the side with his foot, repeatedly kicked it. So frustrated. I can't remember who it was but, but um, and I'm not going to me- mention it on the podcast but it was a very experienced um, uh, uh, international player. And we just basically shut down Bournemouth, who, who, who um, you know went on to get promoted. Yeah. So we 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 were not that far away. Had we survived, um, we, we would have been a different um, different set of circumstances, I'm sure. I do I, I do agree, but I also think back twelve months to being stood there on a Tuesday night in Birmingham, absolutely freezing cold, watching drivel, thinking we're miles away from this league. But I take your point, you because you were right. The first ten games, we we were at the races. Um, for some of those first games. Uh, you, you are quite right with that. Uh, we didn't get a chance to record because of the New Year uh, break. And to be honest, we didn't think a lot would happen because we didn't have many <laughs> matches in the dive. Um But uh, that didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, in any case, it meant that we didn't get a chance to do our December Player of the Month. So I wondered, Jason, if you would do the honours of, uh, of giving us a yellow block Player of the Month for December. And it can't be Grant McCann is all I would add. So I'm going to give it to Will Blackmore. Okay. And and, and the reason was, obviously, the Wickham game um, occurred in the new year, so it doesn't count for December. So he played two games. He was called in unexpectedly because of illness um, um, with our, our first-choice goalkeeper at the time. Because uh, he did one goal in, in, in two games. and was instrumental for us uh, getting those uh, four points we got over those two games. So I'm going to give it to him. I will take that. Will Blackmore, you are a recipient of the Ivan Tony Player of the Month Award. So I will <laughs> I will take that. Um, just wrapping up, Jason. I mean, I, I fully appreciate your honesty. Um, like we said at the start, you, you deserve credit for facing some rather uncomfortable questions head on. Um, is, is there anything that you would want to add? Anything you want the, the fans to know right now? I, I don't think so. I mean, let, let's get behind the team. Um, yeah, the, the club has a history of playing exciting football. I'm sure that's going to return to us. Uh, um, we've got 22 games, got nothing to lose. You know, if we finish um, fourth or fifth, we avoid the uh, the third place team, and then we probably play that team at Wembley on a big pitch with all of our pace. And we've got a great chance. Let's that's enjoy good. it. That's the optimism that we like. I was going to say, wrap up by saying, what do you need from us as supporters going forwards? But you, you've pretty much answered that there, which is just get behind the team, right? 
fill the stands and get behind the team. And um, make a lot of noise um, uh, against Portsmouth because you know I'll be I'll be at two or three games this month, and of course I'll be at the Portsmouth game. And I anxiously watched um, Tottenham versus Portsmouth yesterday, thinking, "Oh God, if Portsmouth somehow win, that game's going to get cancelled." Oh, of course, yes, and being a Southampton fan, of course, Portsmouth for yeah. your. Uh, there was nothing I enjoy much more than watching Peter repeat um, Portsmouth, and I've been privileged to see it a few times. I think Peterborough beating Portsmouth fills me with some sort of like trauma though, because it was my last memory prior to COVID. It was coming uh, away from that game thinking that's possibly the best I've ever seen them play. And then, yeah, COVID happened. Uh, so maybe we'll have a repeat of that perhaps quite so much. But... No, I hope not. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, thank you, Jason, for giving up his time and thank you for listening. Hopefully, together, we've been able to answer any burning questions you may have had as a fan of the club at the moment. Uh, if you get two seconds, please do like and rate this podcast. And don't forget, it's also up on YouTube, should you wish to see us as well as hear us. Thanks for listening and up the posh. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,